Hi, lesbians. How are we all this week? We hope that if you're in the UK, you've suffered the absolutely immense freeze that has been happening that has quite nearly killed me off. I've been miserable as fuck in this weather. Because it's yeah, just been same. like, you know, when you can't focus on anything else, you're like, no, I'm just cold. Yeah. And I even bought myself these like heat tech jumpers, heat tech socks. You know, it's bad if I'm investing in shit like and that. And also like we've just been discussing with everyone so much that once Christmas is over, the winter can just fuck the fuck off. It can fuck off. Like it shouldn't exist anyway. I mean, we have said multiple times we are living in the wrong country because to anyone listening to this podcast who's like, um, I love seasons. Go, Go away. away. Go That's away. just pathetic. Spring, summer is the only seasons that any of us need. I don't give a shit about the colours of autumn. Maybe like a week of autumn? No. Just so that you can appreciate no. again going back into... No. no, okay. I don't care about the colours of autumn. I don't care about <laughs> the leaves falling. I don't care about no. your pumpkin-spiced fucking coffee. Yeah. Get the fuck away from me and yeah. give me a pina colada on the beach. It's a red flag when people say that they love winter. I'm like, no, you Honestly, don't Honestly, if You're I lying. dated someone who was like, winter's my favorite season, out. Because we're not compatible. Is it a wrong time for me to tell you that I love winter? I know you don't know. So. No, it's vile. We were saying as well that before christmas you've got all the lights and everything else so like yeah, it's really it makes nice it more bearable. right and also like we have the association of like winter to like father christmas santa do you know what i mean like yeah but also why don't they just keep the lights up until like march because i think that's also quite depressing once christmas is over no because i think that like the lights made it a bit more like colorful and you can you can you know like now when i walk down the road it's just dark i don't know horrible. anyway anyway it's january it and we're depressed yes. and on top of that <laughs> I, my migraines have been absolutely horrific again. And I want to shout out to anyone on this podcast, actually, who may or may not suffer with severe migraines. I suffer specifically with a migraine called hemiplegic migraines and or absent seizure type things. things. Yeah. Because this has been an ongoing issue for me now for years where I yeah. go through these periods of like every day like two or three times a day mm. where I will be walking down the street and I suddenly feel like I'm going to pass out. And it basically feels like deja vu times a thousand. So I suddenly feel like I see kind of like flashing images almost in a dream, but I can't conceptualize what they are. My hearing goes, my eyesight goes, I feel really sick. I get really hot, feel like I'm going to pass out. It lasts for about 30 seconds to a minute mm. and then it's over. And then for about 10, 15 minutes after, I feel really weird dissociated and then I'm fine. That's so weird. It's so weird. And I know for a fact that it's not panic attacks. It is not panic attacks because I've had panic attacks and this mm. is not it. Also like, I'm but the, I don't know what it is. I I'm don't the wanna, panic attack queen. Like, yeah. I would know if that was yeah. a panic attack. And I don't want to jump the gun and be like, oh, it's, it is seizures or anything like that mm. because it may well not be. I've just inclined to know if anyone else has ever had this and if they've ever got a diagnosis from it i'm going to a neurologist this thursday hoping for some answers but if you live in the uk the nhs is an incredible thing but bless it is struggling and <laughs> it's on its knees it's on its knees and i don't have a whole lot of hope that i'm going to get any answers so i'm calling out to you lesbians that on top of us all being psychologically damaged existing <laughs> with the world on our shoulders can anyone else help me in a medical field talk about being psychologically damaged 
yeah talk about this episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. We mentioned New Year's resolutions in our last episode, but what are some things that you want to keep the same about yourself or your life in 2024? Around New Year's, we focus on how to change ourselves instead of just expanding on what we're already doing right. We know you guys are always asking us how to accept yourself, whether it be your past issues or how to get through those horrendous lesbian breakups or even just accepting your LGBTQ plus identity. Therapy helps you find your strengths so you can ditch the extreme resolutions and make changes that really do stick. We've both been in therapy in the past and we know how important it is that we have someone help us learn how to process our emotions, create positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Me and Scarlett have downloaded the app as well. So we're going to be on this journey with you and update you guys each week on how we're getting on. BetterHelp is entirely online and it's designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule because Lord knows that's what we need. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. BetterHelp can also link you with an LGBTQ plus therapist, which we think is really important. Celebrate the progress you've already made and visit betterhelp.com forward slash LSC today to get 10% off your first month. That is betterhelp.com slash LSC. And let's go, girls. Let's do this. Let's, let's do, do this. this. I can't wait, actually, because I've been wanting to do better. Well, we've help been for talking so about long. it for so long, yeah. And I oh, fucking I need it. Can I just be like full transparency as well? I'm so happy we have got to a point where we are now getting sponsors on this podcast, which is just incredible for us. Like this little lesbian podcast is getting sponsorships because you guys are committed to us you might not be able to commit to your partners but you can commit <laughs> to this podcast and that's all I care about really it's all we care about actually I'm yeah I'm super I'm super stoked yeah. to um download the app and get going with this because I've known for a long time it's something that I need to do yeah. and I think it's not something I'm terrible and I think a lot of us are terrible at prioritizing our needs yeah and it is so easy to get caught up in the day to day and be like, oh, I'll do that next month. I'll do that next month. Mm. Um, but now this has kind of found its way to us. And we the found universe our way to was it. Like, you yeah. need help. Look at you. Yeah. Let me just give you yeah. this. <laughs> and I started going through the process today, which we're and so by the next episode, we'll be able to talk about it in more detail. And I'm already like very impressed and also feel very assured by the process in which I've gone through so far. So come on this journey with us. Mm -hmm. Maybe we can start doing some better help horror stories where people like uncover some shit that they'd suppress to their therapist <laughs> yeah. and then they send it to me and you to read out as horror stories. Maybe we'll start being able to do like our suppressed horror stories on this podcast. I feel like that'd be quite good. Um, God knows we have them. Better Fun. help. Let's go for it together, girls. Let's do this. And I'm excited let's make ourselves better lesbians and queers for the universe because mm -hmm. we're all starting to have kids quite frequently now and we don't want to repeat what the hets have been doing for generations no, we don't we need to be elite yeah on that shit. so we need to get this right yeah so stop spending money at sheba <laughs> and get on better help <laughs> this is your auntie scarlet talking <laughs> <laughs> oh my god we um we're actually recording today's episode from bed as well because which I, would I just mean, put why a photo not? of ziggy with the mic between ziggy his paws. is next to me right now snoring I've got, snoring away i've got my hand just placed on his little furry ear 
And he's loving it. He's he, been really cute recently. No, but he's just loving it. It's, if we're in the bed recording, this he is loves his just best. being around people talking in bed. Like he yeah. literally does love it. So we're having a great time. This is so comfortable. Like I feel so comfy. I might start setting up cameras in here and just can yeah. you imagine actually which would we've be quite got funny <laughs> if we done if we done a bird's eye view above yeah. us and then we set up like webcams in the corner of the room that would be hysterical do you know what we could do we could actually tape our phone to the ceiling and then we could lie in bed with the mics and no because i wouldn't have be it live to, stream i wouldn't be able to record like this i'm currently laid flat <laughs> with I'm the mic above my head i couldn't do that but we could no, work it out. We could do something. And I've just had my ginger shot. It really is a new year, bitch. <laughs> Fred, you've been spending I an love. extreme amount of money on those ginger I shots do. for months. Also, if Don't we want another sponsor, Moju. <laughs> yeah, Moju, come on, yeah. guys. Fred is quite literally holding this business of yours together. I am. I really love ginger so, shots. Today, we wanted to talk about homoerotic friendships. And interestingly, <laughs> we come on here and give advice and like give it the big balls with anything that we're talking about. And actually, I decided for a change to do some research about the topic that we are <laughs> going to discuss and realized that my perception of homo or my understanding of homoerotic friendships was wrong. Mm. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to read out the Urban Dictionary, because obviously Urban Dictionary is trusted. Um, their their understanding of what homoerotic homoerotic friendships are. Then we're mm -hmm. going to give our two p's worth, and then I want to talk about what I thought it was and why I thought it was that. Yeah. Okay. Right. So the Urban Dictionary description is homoerotic friendship, a friendship between two people of the same aligned gender in which both parties have romantic feelings for the other person, but refuse to admit it either out of fear for the future of the friendship, complications with accepting their sexuality, or both. The friendship then becomes very intense, and from an outside perspective, the way they truly feel may seem more apparent. Due to the intense nature of the relationship, it can turn very toxic and end up being the thing that tears them apart as these feelings end up being repressed. Additionally, it is not uncommon for these feelings to never be expressed until it is considered too late. And it's given like an example. The relationship I had with my best friend in high school was so intense. I'm beginning to wonder if it was a homoerotic friendship. Right. OK. So basically every single lesbian. queer person, lesbians first. Yeah. Love journey <laughs> to love yeah yeah okay that is different from what i thought as mm -hmm. well but i also think that we hear this all the time so many people are saying like i'm in love with my best friend or you know i've got a really really close relationship with but someone i don't know if it's a quit like if it's because we're gay or we're just really yeah, close or like i don't think i'm gay but yeah. i like to hook up with my best friend mm -hmm. and we have a great time blah blah, blah. i think that's really common. Like the more and more that we get people writing in, that is extremely common. I think that especially with women, it's really easy to get really, really close. Mm -hmm. And you can really easily blur the lines mm -hmm. as well. We also know as well of like situations where people aren't able to accept their sexuality. So they know that they're gay or they know that they're like queer. Yeah. And they are too consumed with their internalized homophobia that they won't come out not yeah. even for like the other person so the other person can be right up for it out there yeah. whatever and they could be just suppressing that part about yeah. themselves i want to talk more about that point in a second but the first point that i actually just thought of is do you think and this goes out as well to any 
quote unquote straight listeners that we may have listening to this podcast. Mm. Women who are quote unquote straight and are with men that could be bi or queer, so not necessarily fully lesbian, so are very happy and content being with a man because they're in love with that person. They also identify sexually with that person. Mm. Do you think these women, sorry if you can hear my belly rumbling, <laughs> do you think these women gain like a closer friendship with other women in their friendship groups than oh, like fully yeah. straight women? So they don't necessarily blur the line of like sexual, mm. but they become more like almost like romantically obsessed. Because I'm just thinking about all of these like mum groups that I see on TikTok and shit where mm. like they all have kids around the same age and like, the men go off and do their things, which is so gay. And then the women go and do their things. <laughs> and it's like, do you think that within these like friendship groups of quote unquote straight women of like five or six, maybe that there's like one or two that are definitely more on the queer spectrum, mm. not enough to even accept it themselves, but have those like very intense women versus women friendships they does that do. make sense no but they do because i see it firsthand as well and they also really love to cling on to like lesbians i mean you for a start women like this yeah and it is interesting because i think there's like an element of escapism in it because i do think that having children and especially if you're with a man and you are straight but they're not very attentive or whatever and I, I feel like women get more pissed off in relationships with men when they've had a child because yeah. unless their man is like incredible looking after the child I think it can like turn off the mum yeah because you know when you feel like you're like part you're you're parenting your partner yeah they become a second toddler in the household yeah right so then I can imagine that you would then find solace with other women because you're like well I don't want another man around me because this one's already fucked me off yeah so you kind of understand each other on a deeper level because there's like this like motherly yeah. thing that you're both doing yeah. and that's really kind of like attractive by that point mm -hmm. because you're like which oh is i like that another point of that actually as well which is we've had people messaging about it and again it's my understanding of what i've seen online talking about a lot of lesbians and queer relationships now having children we're definitely I'm not saying this hasn't happened before, but I feel like now more and more people are coming out. Therefore, more and more people are having children together. Yes. Yet, therefore, there's a lot of more um, exposure to it. Mm. These women loving women slash lesbian slash queer relationships having children yeah. seem to be doing it a lot better than the straights. I think because you don't have that stereotype of the man will go out and make the money and not really help with the kids. I mean, it's on every sitcom, every film where the yeah. dad is just useless as fuck. So over time, even though you know that this is like fictional mm -hmm. or the way that you've been raised as well, right? Yeah. So a lot of men would have seen their dad being pretty useless growing yeah. up and it was always their mum that and was I'm looking not, no, after No, 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 but it's not even that because I'm not saying that... Yeah, but we like, don't live by the stereotype. We no, but I'm not saying that there aren't amazing men out there and amazing fathers out there. There are, like, are both of ours included. See it all yeah. the time. I'm saying more of, like, the relationship dynamic. I think from what I've seen and what I've heard from other people talking about their experiences, when it comes to heterosexual relationships, the dynamic really seems to shift and change. Whereas from what I've seen right. and experienced from queer relationships, mm. primarily women-loving women relationships, is they actually get closer. Yes. 
this is from what I'm seeing and from because we've had people as well write in who have said that they're they split from their wife because mm-hmm. of X, Y, and Z reason, but they still co-parent incredibly well together. Mm. And I think this is what I'm going back around, kind of coming back to the point of the homoerotic friendships and then these like wider women friendship groups mm. is that you do generally get a deeper level of understanding between women than you do between women and men because 100%. of like so many reasons yeah. like biology biology does come into it but also people are always drawn to their same sex whether it's romantically or not what about all of the women groups at girl nights yeah. and the boys like to hang around boys boys yeah. boys girls 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 it there is a thing about it yeah. you do want to be around your same sex yeah i also think that because of what we're saying in the sense where you have that likeness with the same sex attraction might happen purely because of the understanding that the other person and i has. think that's as well where sometimes for some people this quote doesn't resonate with me but it, i can understand why it resonates with some people where it's like i fell in love with the person not the gender yes because right? yeah. like for me I'm definitely falling in love with the gender as much as the person because I'm so fucking gay. <laughs> like, it's not just about the person. It is about the fact that, like, you've got titties and a vagina. Do you like my titties and vagina? I don't like yours specifically. But what? I like <laughs> <laughs> so, like, for me, it's, like, not about the person. Obviously, it massively is. But, like, their yeah. gender means something to me as well. Mm-hmm. It really does. Yeah. I, I, I am in love with you because you are you but also because you are a woman but you but you are you because you're a woman if that makes sense right when people say i fell in love and this does happen often more so with and again talking from purely like a woman perspective because i don't have much conversation or insight into gay gay men world Mm. um when there's older women that have met later in life and have both previously been with men and then leave their husbands and end up together, they often use that, which is like the person. And I can yeah. see it. I can mm. see how that works for them. Yeah. We've kind of gone on a tangent. I just find that really interesting. <laughs> not to. Going back to the homoerotic relationship. So what did you think it was then? No, so first of all, I just want to say my understanding of it now makes sense as to why it is basically like a lesbian war badge, isn't it? Because we've spoken about the lesbian war badges in the past and like how you need to just basically go through certain holes, mm-hmm. literally, <laughs> to come out the other side. Yeah. Homoerotic friendship slash relationship then is just basically part of that, isn't it? Because yeah. I think nearly every single one of us listening to this podcast has had a friend or friends growing up that you were absolutely in love, obsessed and infatuated with mm-hmm. to a point where it was borderline insanity. Mm-hmm. You couldn't work out why. You didn't realize it was because you were a big fat lesbian mm-hmm. and you thought they were just the best thing since sliced bread. Yeah. It's like, what was so special about that person? No, no, no. You were in love You were with just them. gay. Yeah. And also you <laughs> yeah. were just gay. So that's basically what homoerotic friendship is. Yeah. It's just a lesbian badge, another lesbian war badge. I thought it was the closeness. So I, when I, I've ever heard or thought about homoerotic friendship or relationship, I've basically just thought of our friendship group. Yeah. So it's like, I thought it was the level of closeness slash borderline incestuous lesbian friendship groups get and yeah. are. 
So yeah. not just ours, but from like what I see. So like we, for example, not going to name a name. Mm. One of our friends was talking the other day about how she had a thing with a girl when she was a few years ago that she really liked, but it never went anywhere properly, but they became friends. She then had another girl who she really liked and this girl liked her, but it had never really materialized into anything. But she kind of still liked them both. They all then went out as a three and these girls met for the first time that evening Mm. and ended up getting together. And she was like left in the corner. (laughs) (laughs) And that to me explains like homoerotic friendship or when there's like two friendship groups colliding. So you may get with a girl or get into a relationship with a girl where you've got a group of lesbian friends and she's got a group of lesbian friends. And then suddenly those groups colliding, they're all shagging. See, now I took homoerotic as being really, really... What's the word that I'm... Like intense platonic mm, relationship. Yeah, so I was thinking, what's the word? Really literally, right? So like erotic for me is like sexual, not love, not anything, Mm -hmm. sexual and homo, obviously homo. I thought that it meant like the way that we'll hang out with our friends and I'll like hold their hands or we'll kiss or it's like really touchy-feely, but there's no emotions. There's no feelings there. I, I thought of it more like that in the way that we can get really close with the same gender, but there's no yeah. feelings involved. I think we can rebrand it. Heard it here yeah, first. I'm going to still use it, it to describe that. Yeah. And I, why does this happen? I think it's actually like a weird human connection thing. I think it's like a comfort thing. You know, when you have that platonic love for someone, you're like, oh God, I love you. And I want to be close yeah, it, to you. No, you're so cute, but I don't love no, you. And I don't fancy I you. I disagree about the platonic love thing. I think that can apply to us with our friends. Although I'm not necessarily touchy-feely full stop. But like, I am. I get it, but you are. I don't agree with it wholly though, because there's been so many examples of where we have introduced two friends of ours mm. that I've never met before. One of them could be seeing someone in a relationship but they will be very touchy feely with the other person. Yeah, I look, I just think for me, maybe that's just cheating, I don't. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned. Like Yeah. But I really get a closeness with women. I feel really safe around, around women, mm-hmm. but even some men that I feel really close to as well, like Marcelo. Like I'll be really touchy feely with Marcelo because I feel close around him. It isn't a sexual Yeah, but then that's not homoerotic thing. friendship. No, no, See, I for get me. It. Okay, no, but Say, for instance, when I'm sat there next to Leo, I'll be like holding Leo's hand or like grab her and kiss her on the cheek. I think it is because we are all, we we all identify as like either women or non-binary. Yeah. And also I think this happens primarily in homosexual friendships. Homosexual. Homosexual (laughs) friendships. Because maybe we have a level of closeness that heterosexual friendships don't get through our lived experiences so through like particular so for example take me and leo Mm -hmm. when i met leo we were both basically in the closet so i met this person on tinder (laughs) which is so funny because if anyone saw me and leo together that's just hilarious when we were both really young like 16 17 we watched each other come out we lived through each other's first girlfriends and first breakups Mm. We've lived through each other's 
random hookups. We've lived through so many like firsts of yeah. like the queer experience. I feel a closeness to Leo in a very different way that I feel a closeness to one of my straight childhood friends that being said though i'm really touchy-feely with our straight friends too <laughs> maybe it's just me but they're also touchy-feely back yeah but they're also like to all our straight girlies <laughs> none of them are that like they are all straight but they they're not your typical they yeah. all give big dyke, dyke energy. energy massive dyke energy. they're massively like to the point where i'm so shocked that they're, they're not straight. the type of straight girls that no. you usually think straight girls being so true like shout out to every single one of them they every single give one gay of you. energy yeah but in a great way where yeah. they're like but i'm very that, to me that's I a compliment also yeah massively because i also think a lot of them are well all of them are fucking independent successful mm -hmm. fit mm-hmm a self-assured, confident woman mm -hmm. who don't need no man. fucking man. Oh, so like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's why their energy is like that. And yeah. that's why they don't give that, like, classic, like, I got my man on my arm and... I do this for my man. Yeah, like, uh, all of that. So I think that's why. And they're just touchy-feely as well because they are all a little bit fruity. Like, some of them have had... Yeah, but it's just kind of like, like it queer is again though, it is kind of like a comfort thing. Like I feel so comfortable. I don't know what it is, honestly, but I think, I don't know if you guys can relate to this. Please tell me if you can, because I don't know if this is just me, but we've seen it a lot. Like we know it's not just us, but I want to know why that happens. I, I do genuinely think it's because you feel safe. And I also think that we should break the stigma around being platonically touchy-feely with your friends or even yeah, not yeah, fucking yeah. platonically i've definitely touched every one of their asses and tits yeah and but there is like great. talking about this though and talking about how people what like we spoke previously about how that was taken too far mm, yeah there is also a very like fine line between doing that and then also just being a cheating little shit yeah and i think it all goes back to a, your relationship, if you are in a relationship, mm -hmm. and B, your intention, right? It's the intention. Because I know with you and vice versa mm -hmm. that neither of us have any sort of intention, love our friends to pieces, would not go near any of them with a 10-foot barge pole in like a relationship sense. No. And that I would say as well with anyone that we would even maybe to meet in the future that we would become really good friends with and have that kind of closeness and touchy-feeliness and the odd kiss or... I never had the intention to be in a relationship with them. No, and no. also, yeah, it just it just doesn't even come into my periphery, no. right? If you're in a relationship with someone and they are like this with friends or friends and you're like this with friends or friends and you have a gut feeling that it's more than that, you're probably right. Yeah. Because it just, that's not, because I, I trust you so much, but I'm not sat here to say that if I didn't see, I know you so mm. well, I'd see a shift. I'd yeah, see you a would. shift in your energy with that person. Even if you're doing the same with that person as you were someone else in the group, mm -hmm. I would fucking know mm -hmm. and I would kick the fuck off. Yeah, so would I. So it is like, there is a line between yeah. people using that as an excuse to be inappropriate as well, which I do think lesbians do a lot, which needs to stop. 100%. Because if that's what you're doing, grow up, own up, mm -hmm. and like accept that maybe you need to open up the relationship or you need to be honest with your partner about why you feel like you want you to that way. do and be around that like that in a certain way with other people that yeah. aren't your partner. Yeah, I think 
also don't berate your partner if they're upset with you being touchy-feely with somebody else you can't just turn around and be like it's fucking fine like do you know what i mean like don't be dismissive i think being dismissive is really hurtful but again it's really dependent on that person because like as well people do that out of sheer jealousy and then try and try and point the finger at you of doing something that you're really not fucking doing just because That's they're insecure in themselves yes. which is really really annoying mm -hmm. so it is about knowing your partner and knowing yeah. when they're doing something out of jealousy and trying to get a reaction because they just don't like something and it might be okay when they do it but then it's not okay when you do it versus them sincerely being like look i feel like a line was crossed a bit there yes can we so talk different. about it yeah. Does that make sense? Totally. Because you've said things to me in the past where you've been like, you fancy that person. And I've been like, not that you've said it out of jealousy, but mm. you've just said it in passing. And I've been like, no, I really didn't. And you're like, you, you did because I saw it. And then I'm like, but I admit <laughs> to you all of the friends of ours that I think are really fit. Yeah. And yeah, like yeah. No, I know. I get it. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, yeah. it's very much about having that conversation with your other half and knowing what their true intentions are what your true intentions are but mm. i think homoerotic friendships is fucking great i mean i, I love the fact that everyone's touching a titty touching an ass it's fun. one of them got their ass out of the dinner table the other day it was just brilliant that was yeah that was hysterical <laughs> i just think it's all a bit of fun as long as it is a bit of fun yeah but do you it know can what I mean? just be fun why but i do love the level of closeness that we have with our lesbian Me friendship too. group i think it's just really nice and i think sometimes it's hard because it can get super intense and it can get quite emotional sometimes like we've mm. definitely in the past we have no drama in our friendship groups at all which None. is thank god the drama saw itself out the drama opened up and the it's door been and gone walked. for six months now and i'm so <laughs> happy yeah. um but it still gets emotional sometimes because people get emotional and you know when it yeah. is again a group of girls like i do feel like emotions just run higher generally but never in a bitchy way just in a like sensitive way so it can be quite yeah. intense but i love that side of it as well because everyone does care about each other really really it deeply. is because they care yeah it's not because you're like trying to make an issue out of anything but it cuts deeper or you might get a bit more heated about something because it does that friendship matters to you and that person matters to you oh talking of <laughs> we, this came up in conversation last night which I just want to bring up and it's sick and twisted but I also want to know if anyone else thinks it so came up in conversation when we were out with our friends last night that this really attractive woman who just had a baby walked past with her baby in the pram why is it that new mums and pregnant women are so hot so hot what because I know this is a universal lesbian experience as well, that a lot of lesbians <laughs> I speak to really have a thing. Our friend watches pregnant women porn. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that? I, I, do you know what I think it is? Is that if you love women, women being the most womanly maternal creatures <laughs> that they can be is probably like it's the either hottest that thing or mummy issues. Mummy issues. <laughs> Better help. Better help. Use our code LSC. <laughs> For 10% off your mummy issues. Oh my God. Yeah, but, I, yeah. It's, but it's always, do you know what? It's sick and twisted, but uh, from as young as I can remember. Really? Even oh, like as a kid? Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like, 
I remember finding it hot if I got told a teacher was going on maternity leave. Really? <laughs> yeah. Fuck off. That's yeah, that bad, is mummy issues. That <laughs> but I don't have mummy issues. You probably do. No, babe. I the don't. I've ones. got a lot Everyone's of got mummy issues no, somewhere. I, I re- no, because you've seen me and my mum together. Yeah, no, like, I know, but you also wouldn't crawl out of her ass until you're about 16. So I feel like... Yeah, because like... she was my best mate. It's yeah, yeah, with... but... Oh. It's a bit of Gypsy Rose and there is nothing <laughs> wrong with that. The fat dog... No, don't actually do my mum dirty like that because I've got... It's not about your mum. It is. No, it's, you're no, saying it's not, I've got though. It doesn't issues. mean that she's done anything wrong. It's just I think everyone's born with some weird Freudian mummy issue, daddy issue thing. They just are. Because the dynamic no, of being raised by someone is weird. I want to continue think... to find... Oh, there was another... That woman as well that walked past us yesterday when we were getting <gasps> coffee in the morning. With the sunglasses on, with the yes. long blonde hair. Oh, my God. And she... she was pushing a pram. Yeah. And I was like, I want to be in that pram. <laughs> Maybe it is my issues. <laughs> Push me around. No, I wanted no, to be... No, but the pregnant body as well. There's something really hot about it. I... What is wrong with us? Like, honestly, what I is actually wrong with us? There, there and I know... Is... That glow, though, isn't there? There is that glow. Maybe it's pheromones. Maybe they give off something we can smell. Yeah, but also why watch the porn then, if it's all about the pheromones? We'll have to ask our mate that, won't we? (laughs) Because I have never done that. No. And I've never, like, Googled it or anything like that. No, I'm going to. Just find it really attractive. Uh, No, but then I don't like the idea of anyone fucking a pregnant woman. Oh, I do. Do you? Yeah. Oh no, I don't. Yeah. So for me, that feels wrong. I think they're really, really, really hot and like beautiful, but I would feel so wrong shagging a pregnant woman. Oh no, really? If she was really, really far gone, I wouldn't like it. But anything up to six months is absolutely fine. No, fair. You're on. Your I'd own. be aware. I'd be aware that there was a baby in that stomach whilst I was fucking her. That oh no, no. See, I don't mind that. No, I hate it. Liv! Hold on, hold on. I've got to call Liv in here to ask her this question. Would you fuck a pregnant woman speaking to the mic? No. (laughs) No. You would. No, I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't either. She would. Yeah, I know. You've got sex fascination. It's not sick. I know I'm not on my own here. Give it back to Liv. Hang on. I'm going to ask into the group chat quickly. Do Do you think that pregnant women are hot though? Yeah, yeah, of course, they're attractive, but... Uh, no. The idea of fucking a I pregnant woman go, feels don't weird. Go down on someone who's like eight months pregnant. Taste a, bit of, taste a bit of baby juice. You feel like the baby's... Imagine... <gasps> Imagine it starts kicking. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's enjoying it so much. <laughs> right, I've just asked Polly and Leo in the group chat as well. Oh, and I'm going to ask in the lesbians chat. Yeah, I'll I know ask, Leanna ask will. Leanna. Yeah, I know Le- Leanna will. Of course Leanna will. I'm surprised that you don't get turned on there with my little endometriosis bloat that I get. My little bloaty belly. How do you know I don't? Oh. I don't. Oh. <laughs> Beth's come back straight away. Ha ha ha. If she says no, I'm calling the police. If she says no, then there is something profoundly wrong with humanity. <laughs> Just whilst our friends are replying... Two no, two girls have said yes, they would fuck a pregnant woman in the group chat. So it's two so far. Me and Liv are very much no. starting to be outnumbered. So yeah, so there's three so far. Waiting on Beth and Leanna. 
Polly's in Singapore. So I know Polly would do it. Polly would Polly do it. Polly hundred percent would. Pa- no I'm answering for Polly. It's fine. So that's another one. So that's four two. I might just ask the straight girls as well, just to see if they say anything. Just whilst we're waiting on responses, um, this is a shout out to everyone that if you get a random wave from Freya on TikTok, she's not actually trying <laughs> to say hello to you. She keeps sending unknowingly waves to people oh, in my sleep in her sleep on tiktok it's and really people awkward. come back and go hey it's awful because <laughs> like as i'm falling asleep do you know what i once sent my ex-boss a video of mermaid hunting a mermaid conspiracy oh, i love TikTok. mermaid hunting yeah, TikTok. Get it. but then he went back and was like haha really interesting and i was like i'm sorry i sent this to you in my sleep <laughs> <laughs> to be fair knowing you you could have sent them a lot Worse. A lot worse. I know I could have. So I fucking my count for your you blessings. page is really just. I something do else. love mermaid hunting TikTok though. Yeah. Oh, oh my, god. my god. So like, mermaids existing, right? Yeah. Like I, by the way, a hundred percent believe mermaids exist. Like we haven't identified like what ninety eight percent of the ocean mm-hmm. mermaids definitely exist. That there's been like video recordings of people in like India who go like fishing in the dark and stuff mm-hmm. and they have like torches where there's been like video footage captured of oh, like it's creepy as hell of like a hand that's almost like a hand but a fish hand it's insane but then also yeah it's not the type of mermaids that and we a lot like of skeletons of. have come up on beaches of mermaid tails yeah it's I'm weird. I'm obsessed I want to see where the people are I, I don't think see, that that's the type of mermaids dancing. that are out there. I'd be like, Ariel, would, what the fuck is Ariel? I what the fuck love, is this creature that's just I would love to reincarnate as a demonic mermaid. <laughs> you are a demonic I mermaid. Because well, I don't want to be a nice one. <laughs> I want to be Ariel. Okay, right. Pop it to the mic. Um, I think I would have to have feelings for the pregnant woman in order to have sex with them. That makes sense. I agree with that. Yeah, but that's different. No, it's not. I'd fuck you being a pregnant, a pregnant woman. woman. But yeah. Rhiannon also said depends on the woman in question. Interesting. My requirement is they have to be hot. Yeah. And that's it. But they are automatically hotter because they are pregnant. Yeah, I know. So whereas, yeah, whereas my standards are usually a certain, certain out of 10, it would be a certain, certain out of, a bit less than How that. many points do you reckon it gives them? Plus three? Two. Plus two. two. Okay, it's a plus two. But no, 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 because you would, no, this is where you're going to annoy me because you're like, oh, I'd shag you if you were pregnant. Yeah. But you weren't saying about that. You were saying about how you find it weird about like the baby being I, there. I so get that. It is a bit weird that the baby's I there. I find but it now worse that if I'm it's your baby. About it, because I'm going to know the but baby. But it's not going to be my fucking baby, is it? If I was fingering you and you were pregnant, yeah. it would be your baby. Unless you used my egg, but it would still be some of your DNA. So it would be your baby as well. That I'm going to then meet the baby. (laughs) I'd rather have a one night stand. (laughs) I'd rather have a one night stand with a woman where I'm never going to look the child in the eye. No, that feels worse. No, I'm sorry. It's not. So, yeah, all of that being said, basically, we want to know if you'd fuck a pregnant woman. (laughs) (laughs) And do you have homoerotic relationships? And how have they gone? Right, baby. Horror story time. Have you got it? No. 
Liv's got Correct. it. Liv's got it. Liv's got everything. Liv's <gasps> everyone's obsessed with Liv at the moment. Like yeah, on my Liv. Instagram, on my TikTok. Liv like, is Liv. single, Liv. but Liv, Liv is quite emotionally damaged from her previous relationship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, better help. Use code LSU for ten percent <laughs> off. Go on, so, Liv. I mean, she's not a damaged person. Liv is actually the most normal person, like lesbian, I've unproblematic person I have ever met in my whole yeah. life. She's a good you girl. You are a golden star for that. But you're emotionally damaged because of the ex, not because you've got emotional problems. Okay, so everyone's going to be very happy that this is today's horror story because it's the com... The com? It's come chronicle. It is come... <laughs> Fuck! It's come chronicles part two. So... If you don't remember, let me remind you. Make sure you're not eating right now. The Cum Chronicles was the horror story we read out a few weeks ago. The most disgusting one ever. Where the poor girl went out to get a drink for her girlfriend and her girlfriend's gay best friend. And when she came home, the gay best friend left. Her and her girlfriend started to have sex. She got a salty taste in her mouth because the girlfriend had fucked the gay best friend while she was out getting them a drink. And it was wholly traumatizing. <sighs> we did say that we needed like what happened after we in more, more detail. Et cetera, did she leave her number? No, oh, she didn't. Such a shame. If she's ever in the UK, I want to get her on. Poor girl. So being the legend that she is, she's come back with part two. Good morning, ladies. I take it that S has not sent in an explanation for her decisions regarding the Come Chronicles. I can't say I'm surprised yet. I am a little disappointed. Oh, yeah, because the girlfriend listens to the podcast. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I thought she meant S is in you for a second. I obviously, she's not come forward, which you can't blame her, can you, really? No. I wouldn't out myself for that. No. I was curious to hear her side without having to reach out on my own, but oh, well. Some new information I have received from a close friend who heard the LSE episodes about my experience has just arrived and I figured I would relay it to you just in case you're at all personally interested. Very personally interested. Oh God, interested. this is even better than I could have expected it to I be. Am, um, Not I us am now single-handedly unsurfacing trauma within friendship groups yeah. around the other side of the fucking world. Iconic. Girls, keep listening to this podcast so we can keep getting sponsors and keep doing this. Yeah. <laughs> One of my friends who was a part of my ex and I's shared friendship group, got some tea. Apparently, S and M had a short-lived fling after the affair because when I kicked her out, she went to live with him. What the fuck? It didn't last long because, let's be honest, dating the cheater after they cheat never lasts. No. Any whore... I've come, spelt C-U-M, to find out that the fling was so short-lived because M isn't the monogamous sort and didn't want to commit to a relationship with S. Also, Result isn't M gay? I'm so yeah. confused. Resulting in her having to find another place to live. I don't know where, though. Karma is a cunt. Also, the details of the traumatic incident were never shared by her to anyone. And the only reason our shared friends knew was because I disclosed it over many many bottles of red. This unintentionally, but also sort of intentionally on my part, resulting in her being excluded from our mutual friends. Good. Fair. To be honest, I think it's like quite fair enough because this is very rogue behavior. Mm -hmm. I feel bad that she lost her support group even though she hurt me. Yes, she brought it on herself, but no one deserves to be outcast over a mistake, I guess, which is also fair. Like, People do make mistakes. It is a tough one. People don't always make mistakes like that. But one, then though. going to live with him was bad. Well, yeah, it was, was intentional. 
I have mixed emotions on the subject, if you couldn't tell. My toxic side is absolutely lathering in her downfall, but the empathetic side of me feels sorry for her. That this would, would be me. so be me. Yeah. This would so be me. From my knowledge, she still lives in Philadelphia and appears to be trucking along. Anyway, I digress, and we leave it on this note in case the LSE group was curious. This is all the info that I have at this time. Maybe if I ever take up my dream trip to London, I will email again and you can ask me all the questions you want. She can well, come to the studio, sweetheart. You can sit down and I'll talk dream, to you. As always, with love and pride. That is... Wow. I can't believe that she moved in with him afterwards. That That's fucking... I know they were best friends, but the thing is... Let me give my exam, like my kind of opinion on this. If I done that with my best friend and it caused me my relationship, I'd be so traumatized by the association with that person. I couldn't. I wouldn't be able to look them in the eye, I'd be around them for at least six months until I'd like got over it. So the fact she cheated with him, mm-hmm. lost her girlfriend, and then moved in with him. She probably continued... thought it's already so bad, so fuck no, it. No, I couldn't no. That would I would feel really like she doesn't sound like she's by doing that. got any empathy really if I I'm don't think she was that bothered and I think she had feelings for him yeah and tried it and then realized very quickly fuck I don't have feelings for him what was I thinking well especially because she said that he's not the monogamous type so clearly she was ready to be in a relationship with him by the sounds of things but he wasn't yeah. able to give that and she wasn't happy with him being non-monogamous yeah very interesting. Very interesting, but I am very satisfied with the part two of that because it's, yeah. it's actually answered a lot of questions that I had and I feel like justice has been served. <laughs> I hope the girl that done the dirty is now fine. No one wants prolonged unhappiness for no, everyone. No. But I am also glad that the girl that wrote in has got her bit of karma yeah. and everyone can move the fuck on with their lives, including me. Only good things coming for you. Coming for you. Anyway guys we love you we're off we'll see you on next week's episode we're off we're to go and get some pizza we are some but beer we're, we're gonna see you on next week's episode we're gonna be much bigger better and involved people because we'd have started therapy absolutely love you bye-bye and see you next week see you next week guys bye, bye.